Morning, have Sabbath. Oh, okay, yeah, um, my wife told me not to do this, but you know, I'm I, uh, not always good at listening to her. I'm trying to get better at that. All right, let's try a little bit more. Um, God is good all the time. All right, I won't, I won't pester you too much. Um, let's just bow our heads quickly, pray before we open um, God's word. Lord, um, ironically, we're going to ask that you be with us as we open your word to learn about prayer, the very thing we're doing now. Um, as we do, help us to um, learn from you, from your word, not from me. Um, may I be just a conduit. We ask that you open up our hearts and minds to receive. Help us to understand that you actually really do care for us and you want us to become better people in all areas of our lives so that we can live full, satisfying lives, and that you actually really do care for us. We're thankful for all your blessings, and we pray you be with us now. Amen. All right, so last week, uh, Sarah was here, and she started us off in the Lord's Prayer, and she pointed a few things that prayer wasn't, and she started off in the Lord's Prayer that what the Lord's Prayer was. In the very beginning, it was about God. He said, our Father in heaven. And she pointed out that our Father wants to be close to us. Not always like our earthly fathers, sorry. Um, earthly fathers are imperfect. They're pretty cool, but sometimes we're imperfect. But our heavenly Father wants to be close to us, is perfect, is wonderful in all the ways we're not, and wants to connect with us. The very next verse then uh, goes into, hallowed be your name. That's what I'll be looking at um, Prayer is worship. You might think uh, prayer is prayer, worship is worship. Don't push these two things together. But prayer as worshipped, as worship. Hallowed be your name. Um, don't know if the clicker's working or not. But it's... all right. So just we'll look at a few main themes. I'm just going to walk us through this, and hopefully you'll be able to help me preach by telling me what you're getting from this. So first we'll look at what our Heavenly Father is actually like. Then we'll just talk a little bit about, well, why should we pray to Him or talk to Him? And then how is prayer worship? So, let's look at the actual text. Yeah. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. That sounds very old school. Um, a modern version puts it, honored be your name. May you be holy. Okay, um, let's break that down a bit further. Sorry, guys, I don't know where I'm pointing. I'm literally just pressing, so. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, you turned it on. Okay, yeah, let's give that a crack. Here we go. So, in the Greek, the word hallowed usually refers to Set apart, made holy, of high importance, special. So to render sacred, to make holy. I'm not going to try and repeat the Greek word there because it's Greek to me. However, um, it refers in the New Testament to holy, set apart, venerable. So what is special about making God's name holy? These are just letters. What's so special? Well, in the Scripture... 
There's many examples where a name is very, very important. Now, is a name important because we like it more than another? What do we usually associate names with? Well, in the scripture, Proverbs 2, 1 says, a good name is more precious than gold. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7 says, a good name is better than precious ointment. Proverbs 18.10 talks about the name of the Lord is like a strong tower that the righteous run to. Now, to make this point clear, the name of God and who is really pointing out what God is like, who he is. What I'm getting from from the scripture here is that to hallow God's name is to keep special what he is like. What are you talking about, Enoch? All right, let's, let me make this clear in the next thing. This is my little son, Benjamin. I'm a very proud dad. Yeah, I like him very much. Now, he doesn't know how to say my name yet. Usually, he refers to his mother and I um, using the words, ah. However, every time we hear him trying to say our name, we run to him, and he knows any time he needs us, bam. We're there. We're like, where do you need? All right, what's going on? And as you might have noticed with your family and friends, maybe with your mums and dads or with your children, we're all a little bit imperfect. We're not always fantastic. Is that just me? No? The rest of you are living a wonderful life? (laughs) Awesome. So if we, all of us here, not perfect, if me is a not perfect father, not perfect dad, can be right there for Benjamin when he needs me, what is that saying about me and about Benjamin and our little relationship there? He knows I'm reliable. Matthew 7, 11 says, if you, imperfect people, can give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father want to give good gifts, do good things, and help and love you? So, when we talk about hallowing God's name, his name is not just words, but his reputation, how reliable he is, what he is like. That's why the previous uh, slide there, if we just go back, Proverbs said, the name of the Lord is like a strong tower that the righteous run to. Why would you run to a strong tower? Because you know it's strong. It's pure giveaway there in the text. And because it's reliable. When things get tough, you know you can go there and it will be reliable to keep you secure, to keep you from harm, to help you out. Is that clear? All right, hope, hope so. All right, well, well then what's uh, our Heavenly Father like? There is a little bit of a framework in the Lord's Prayer. I'm not going to go through the whole Lord's Prayer, but if you have a look there, of things that God is trying to show us about himself and what he deems important. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. Yours is the kingdom of power. There's a whole framework there. And the few points here is that he wants us to focus on his character, what he is like. Look at our practical needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Not give us this day our daily Mercedes Benz, a wonderful house, lots of holidays, 
camper van, big boat, although those things are quite lovely. He says, give us our practical needs. Help us to forgive others as you forgive us, because sometimes our ego gets in the way. So just have that in mind. That's already in the Lord's Prayer. He's telling us a little bit about himself. But if we look throughout the Scripture, there's a lot of what God tells us about what he is like and what he does to show us what he is like. These are just a few examples, but there's many more. God is love. Not just loving, he is love. A fountain of life. God despises no one. He asks us in uh, Isaiah 1, 18, come reason with me. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. I, I want to interact with you. That's what I'm like. I'm reasonable. I'm, I'll chat with you. You got questions? No worries. Let's, let's hash it out. John 3, 16. I don't need to tell you about that one, do I? He loved the world, not willing that any should perish. Romans 8, 5, 8. While we were yet sinners... Uh, one of the modern version uh, scriptures puts it, while we were yet in conflict with ourselves and God, he didn't consider us enemies. Here's another thing that's quite interesting about this God character, him wanting to interact with us. What he says he's like in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13 is God is faithful. That there is no temptation, no difficulty that you've gone through, that he hasn't gone through, that he's not gonna make a way and be like, I know what you're going through. I've been there. I'm going to help you out. I'm not going to leave you in a difficult scenario. Another very interesting point, uh, sometimes in our modern world, people easily forget or misunderstand. Romans 10, 12. There's no Jew or Greek, rich or poor, male or female. All are equal in God's eyes. The official anti-racist before there was anti-racism. He doesn't think of anyone better than anyone else. That's what God is like. Philippians 2, 5 to 8, humbles himself. Humbles himself. Humbles himself. Says, you need help. I'm here for you. You need help. I'm here. Humbles himself to serve others even to the point of the cross. Now, there's heaps more that we could look into what God is like, and it's a whole sermon in and of itself, and I won't batter on. But why am I looking at this when it has to do with prayer? Do you want to talk to someone you don't fully understand? Maybe to get to know them. But we usually want to know what kind of person we're engaging with, right? I need a response here. Yeah? You usually want to know who you're talking to. So why pray and talk to God? Well, I would submit to us that God has already done a lot of talking and he's patiently waiting to hear from you. What do you mean? Well, if we open up the scriptures, he's already shown, I'll give a few examples of what he is like, what he does. Stories throughout history, throughout the scripture. Throughout nature, he's given so much example of what he's like, who he is, what his reputation is, how trustworthy he is, his reliability. 
He's talked to you through his word, through nature. But he wants to actually hear about your life and you. All right. One of my favorite quotes is from the book Seps the Christ on the chapter on prayer. And I think the author makes a very, very interesting point here that I found to be a little bit down to earth and with it. In order to have a spiritual life and energy, that's if you want to have a spiritual connection with God, you want to get to know him, and you think getting to know someone who has some of those attributes is pretty good, then we must have actual relationship with our Heavenly Father. Our minds must be drawn out toward him. We may meditate upon his works, his mercies, his blessings, but this is not in the fullest sense communing with him. In order to commune with God, we must have something to say to him concerning our actual life. All of these things that we do are fantastic. Worship, reading the word, spending time in nature, do all these things, they're all fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But he does actually want to hear about your actual life. True, there's a framework of certain things he finds more important. The most important thing he finds is he wants your life to be mended, especially when you go to him and you're like, oh, there's something not right there. But he's interested in your actual life, all of it. Prayer is opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to him. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, bringing us up to him. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've looked around in today's world, sometimes I want to just get above the craziness. Don't you? It gets kind of hectic sometimes. thing is, why talk to God? Well, we only talk openly, honestly, and in an intimate way to people we love and trust. So why talk to God or not talk to God? Maybe sometimes we've thought of God as not trustworthy, not loving. We're scared of him. You do this, I'll do this. Okay, just, we're good, we're good. Or do we look at him as he wants our good even when I have fear and I shouldn't have fear. There's no need for the fear. He still loves and cares for you. He's trustworthy. So why not talk to him? All right, so what does this have to do with prayer as worship? So to hallow God's name, we looked at, is to refer to it as giving honor to his name, his name being what he's like, his character, his reputation. I only give a few examples of his reputation as one that is pretty good. He's trustworthy. He's loving. He's caring. He wants to be there for you. He doesn't discriminate against you this way or that way. He actually cares for you, not looking to punish you, looking to help you. Okay, 
Do you want to talk to someone like that? I do. I'd love to spend time with someone who actually cares for me like that. So what does that have to do with worship? The thing is, what are we focusing on? The thing that will consume us, the thing that takes up our time the most, is the thing that we model. And in psychology, for those of you that want to get real technical, modeling is an example or is worship. The thing that you spend the most time with becomes your idol, becomes a thing that you love the most. You don't believe me, talk to any sports fanatic and you will see that they have a religion. They love their sports. Nothing wrong with that if you love sports. But you talk to anyone who's just excited about something, whether it be sports, whether it be fill in the blank. They love it. That becomes what they worship. You might have noticed, um, just again, not battering on sports, but you go to these cathedrals called stadiums <laughs> to watch people. That's how much people love sports. It's a thing that they love. They worship it. So what do we worship? What do we love and venerate so much? Romans 12.2 tells us that the transforming of our mind, we're renewed. By beholding and looking to God, we become changed. Hebrews tells us to fix our minds on Christ. He's the one that perfects our lives, wants to help us. How can we connect with our Heavenly Father if we only see Him as a vending machine? We don't see Him as someone who seeks our good, like actually cares for us. I will put in a coin and you will give me the thing I ask for. See, prayer is not just an act of worship because we close our eyes and we talk to God and we say, um, I want to honor you and I love you and we tell them about our lives, but how we act, everything we do is an act of worship, is a prayer to God. If we treat God like a transaction, then we never experience his character and what he's like because he's not a transactional God. He's a God that wants to be your friend. He's a God who actually wants to transform you, help you with the things that bear down on you and make life difficult. Do our prayers honor, hallow his name, worshiping him for who he is, or do we get afraid? Do we just look at our desires? I would suggest the best way to honor God's name, honor his character and what he's like and what he's said he's like throughout scripture and through nature is to actually talk to him. Hey God, I noticed that I was reading the other day that you are like this and like this. That doesn't always make sense to me. 
well, that does make sense to me. I'm having struggles about here and here. Could you help me out? I know that you talk through nature and through the Bible. Maybe could you send someone to help chat with me about it or open up to me? Hey, God, I'm really thankful for this thing that happened. I know that throughout Scripture you tell me that you're here to give us life and you're a trustworthy God. And this was a really positive thing. I want to thank, man, that's awesome. We need to praise God more for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Our devotional exercise should not consist wholly of asking and receiving. Let us not always be thinking of our wants and never of the benefits we receive. His character is not transactional. I do this for you, you do this for me. No, it's I love you, I care for you. You're broken sometimes. You're hurting. I want to help you. I'm here for you even when you don't think I'm here for you. Oh, but God, I just want this. Mate, you've got bigger fish to fry than just, you know, that thing you want. But I'm here for you. Before we end, I just want you to consider... That God's character, what he is like, will benefit you. He actually cares. He actually wants to talk with you. He wants to actually hear about your life. Do you want to talk to him? So let's just pray. Father God, we are grateful for who you are. We may be on different journeys, in different places, in learning about you. But we just want to say thank you for who you say you are. And if we have to get to know you more, help us to get to know you more. Help us to honor you, to honor your character by looking at you, spending time with you, talking to you, sharing our life with you, and becoming less like the scared, selfish broken people we are, and more like your character of love and trust and hope. We thank you for your many blessings. Amen.